0: Welcome to Science with Veta podcast. Hope you guys are doing good. It's been a while since we had an episode for our podcast and I was caught up with some other work which needed to be done at that moment. But nonetheless, we are back with some new episodes. Soon you'll be listening to our interviews with researchers and knowing more about the science journey. But today I'm here with a new episode of Microtalks. In today's Microtox episode, we'll be talking about the nutritional requirements of bacteria and the media which is used for their cultivation. So in order to grow, all organisms need a variety of chemical elements as nutrients. These elements are necessary for both the synthesis as well as for the normal functioning of the cell. There exists in nature a great variety of compounds which can be either organic or inorganic. Of all living organisms, microorganisms are the most versatile and diversified in their nutritional requirements. Humans and other animals require certain types of complex carbon containing compounds as nutrients while microorganisms may not. Some microbes can grow with just a few inorganic substances as their sole nutritional requirement while other microbes are more like higher organisms in their need for complex organic compounds. But all living organisms share some common nutritional needs like the need for carbon, nitrogen and water. The cultivation of microorganisms requires appropriate culture media. So what are culture media? Media are the nutrient preparations which are used for the growth of microbes in the lab. So, when microorganisms are removed from their environment and cultivated in the laboratory, microbiologists use media that can stimulate or improve their growth. And one of the things if you want to cultivate microorganisms in the lab is to provide them with proper essential chemical elements. So, the main elements which are necessary for cell growth include carbon, nitrogen, hydrogen, oxygen, sulfur and phosphorus. So, carbon is one of the most important chemical element required for microbial growth all organisms require carbon in some form carbon forms the backbone of major organic nutrients like carbohydrates proteins and lipids these compounds provide energy for cell growth and serve as building blocks of cellular material those microbes that use organic compounds as their major carbon sources are known as heterotrophs Heterotrophs obtain such organic molecules by absorbing them directly from the environment. Microorganisms that use carbon dioxide as the major or even sole source of carbon are known as autotrophs. Autotrophs can live exclusively on relatively simple inorganic molecules and ions absorbed from the environment. One of the remarkable nutritional characteristics of microorganisms is their extraordinary flexibility with respect to carbon sources. The next essential element required for microbial growth is nitrogen. Nitrogen is found in almost all structural components of the cell. It is necessary for the synthesis of important building blocks such as amino sugars, nucleotides and vitamins. Bacteria are particularly versatile in the utilization of nitrogen. Unlike eukaryotes, some bacteria like rhizobia can use atmospheric or gaseous nitrogen for cell synthesis through a process known as nitrogen fixation. Some microorganisms use inorganic nitrogen compounds like nitrates, nitrites or even ammonium salts for their growth while others require organic nitrogen compounds like amino acids or peptides to obtain their nitrogen. Nitrogen can be supplied in the bacteriological media in the form of inorganic salts like nitrates or ammonium salts. Compounds like cornstipleca, meat extract or yeast extract can also be used as sources of nitrogen in the bacteriological media. Many other elements like sulfur, phosphorus are required though in smaller amounts. Most of the sulfur in the cells is found in the sulfur-containing amino acids. Microorganisms can obtain their sulfur as inorganic salts of sulfate, hydrogen sulfide, or thiosulfate or as organic compounds like sulfur-containing amino acids. Phosphorus is found in the cell primarily in the nucleic acids, phospholipids and coenzymes. It is also essential in the formation of ATP, adenosine triphosphate, an extremely important compound necessary for energy storage and transfer. Phosphate salts of sodium or potassium are most common sources of this element for microorganisms, although some phosphorus is made available when phosphorus containing organic molecules like nucleotides are taken up. Minerals are needed only in extremely small amounts, so they are referred to as trace elements or micronutrients. Minerals are required for the activity of a number of enzymes and other organic molecules. Some important micronutrients are potassium, magnesium, calcium, iron, zinc, sodium, molybdenum, copper and manganese. Growth factors like vitamins, amino acids and nucleotides are also added to the media to facilitate the growth of bacteria. Having understood the essential chemical elements required for growth and the sources of these elements in the media, we can in brief discuss about the types of media. To determine the precise nutritional requirements of microorganisms, chemically defined media are used because the exact composition of such media is known. So, by deleting or adding constituents to the defined media, you can assess whether that constituent is essential for the growth of microorganisms. But however, for the routine laboratory cultivation, complex culture media which is prepared from natural products are used. Such media are undefined media but they are meant to stimulate and even improve on the natural environment of the microorganisms being studied. So the examples of natural products which are added to the media include meat extract, peptone, eat extract, blood, serum, milk, soil extract. All these materials are complex chemical substances containing sugars, amino acids, vitamins and salts and their exact composition is unknown. Natural products are added to the media to stimulate the growth of various microbes. Like uh, for example, we can take the yeast extract which has B vitamins that enhance the microbial growth. So, when a solid medium is essential for growth or for the study of microorganisms, a solidifying agent known as agar is added to the media. Agar is a complex polysaccharide which is obtained from the marine algae. Uh, So there are hundreds of different media commercially available from those that allow many kinds of microbes to grow to those that allow only one type of microorganism to grow. Some contains dyes to detect pH changes due to metabolism of the substrates. Other encourage microorganisms to produce slime layers or endospores. So, microbiologists can either make their own media from the raw materials or dehydrated powders or you can buy the media directly from the firms which supply such media. So, these media come in test tubes, petri plates, bottles or custom made plates for automated testing. There are too many bacteriological medias to discuss but we can focus on few of them. Media chosen to cultivate specific bacteria usually imitate the normal habitat of those bacteria. If a bacterium prefers nutrients found in the blood, then blood may be added to the medium. If glucose is a common constituent of a bacterial environment, then sugar is added to the culture medium. Bacteria can be autotrophic or heterotrophic and the media selected reflects these characteristics. One such type of media is selective media. Selective media are designed to enhance the growth of a particular kind of microorganism or suppress the growth of other kinds of microorganisms. Using such media, therefore, selects for a certain microorganisms. For example, Sabarot Zagar which selects for fungi because it has a low pH of 5.6 and it has a very high glucose concentration. Selective media are widely used in clinical and public health laboratories to isolate specific microbes associated with the disease. These are particularly helpful when studying uh, contaminated specimens which contain more than one kind of microorganisms, for example saliva or feces. An example of selective media also is brilliant green agar which is used to isolate gram-negative bacilli from the genus Salmonella. So some of the species of Salmonella because foodborne infections in humans. Brilliant green dye which is added to the medium inhibits gram-positive bacteria, common inhabitants of the intestinal tract. On the other hand, the phenyl ethanol agar inhibits the growth of gram negative bacteria but not that of gram positive organisms such as Streptococcus and Staphylococci. Today, antibiotics are also added to some media, which makes them selective for microbes which are resistant to these antimicrobial agents. The next media is the differential media. Microbiologists use differential media when they want to differentiate among various kinds of microorganisms on the agar plate. For example, a mixture of bacteria is inoculated into a blood-containing agar medium. Some of the bacteria may produce enzymes that lyse the red blood cells and others may not. Depending on the pattern of lysis which surrounds these bacterial colonies, One can distinguish between the hemolytic and the non-hemolytic bacteria from the specimen. Some culture media are both selective and differential. They are particularly useful in the public health microbiology in determining the water quality for example or finding out the cause of food poisoning outbreak. One such example is McConkie's agar which contains bile salts, and crystal violet, which inhibit the growth of gram-positive bacteria, thus allowing only gram-negative bacteria to grow. The next type of media is the enrichment media. Natural environments are usually populated by numerous kinds of bacteria or other microorganisms. When a species of a special interest is present but only in few numbers, microbiologists use the enrichment media. This medium favors the growth of that species of interest but not the growth of others present in the mixed population. Enrichment techniques provide an environment both chemical and physical that results in the increased number of initially scarce species. The next type of media are the microbiological assay media. Specific microorganisms can be used to measure the concentration of substances such as vitamins or antibiotics. For instance, let's take the example of blood serum and other tissue fluids can be assayed for antibiotics by using microorganisms known to be susceptible to those antibiotics. This type of assay involves the measurement of growth inhibition caused by the antibiotic. Microbial assays of antibiotics are also made on pharmaceutical products, animal feeds and other materials. So guys this was a brief discussion about the nutritional requirements and the types of media which are used for the cultivation of bacteria. Much of what has been learned in microbiology has come from the cultivation of microorganisms in the lab. Scientists have learned to cultivate many types of microorganisms, getting them to grow and to maintain the viability. Hope you found this episode helpful and interesting. Do let me know what you think. Also, if you need any kind of help or assistance, you can reach out to us on any social media. The links are available in the show notes. See you the next time in the next episode of Talks. Thank you for listening to Science with a podcast.